0: welcome to the greenback voyage and today we're going to be talking about foreign policy and certain countries and how they're moving today we have shravan and joel we also have myself krishna
1: oh boy it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough topic to talk about yeah russia
0: is making some big moves
1: yeah i mean to be fair the biden administration's kind of putting them on ropes now uh, you didn't see much of this with Trump and all. Exactly,
0: because so, I think Biden is protesting the fact that Russia rigged the election, so they're kind of investigating
1: into it a lot more compared to the Trump administration. Yeah, I mean, they hit back hard, didn't they? First, the I think there's like 30-plus sanctions, and then they expelled like 10-plus officials. So, and that's not the only thing. Russia has its own internal
0: problems to deal with. Mm-hmm. See, that's the true. rigging
2: of the election stuff, like, it's not like we don't do that right uh we all do this and we've already had like what robert muller's probe and a few other investigations done by special investigators right these are non-biased known party affili- affiliation guys uh, the fact that they're going after this again i mean it seems like a dead end to me Like, what are you going to get out of this? We all know It's for
0: votes. It's for votes. It's kind of like to garner more trust for the Democratic Party because the entire Republican Party kind of got defaced with the claims of a rigged election, right? So if the Democrats can capitalize on that, it it bodes well for them in 2024. So it's honestly a political move if you really look at it. The
2: whole Republican point was that the Democrats rigged the election, not the Russians. So to go after the Russians on this, it's just going to divide, right? You're just going to add gasoline on the fire of it already existing like call like tension between us
1: i mean that's right? not the only thing is it it's also i guess u.s military support i mean biden within his cabinet or not within his cabinet within his you know close advisors multiple military officials are within you know talking range of him you know, potentially advising him to possibly just push forward against russia and china so we don't know what You know internal stuff is happening within the white house itself
0: and not just that biden always had like a interest in ukraine per se and due to that um it kind the the fact that russia is making a lot of aggressive movement in ukraine kind of pushes the united states to act against them
2: see like the whole ukraine situation is just a classic uh problem this happens in pretty much every other region you have this country right that's kind of sandwiched between the eu and russia like mm-hmm. the left half is is open to well in in two in 2014 there was this deal that i think it was called um it was some uh, long deal that they had um i'm not sure what the name is i think oh yeah so the DCFTA, fta which stands for deep and comprehensive free trade areas so the eu and russia or sorry EU and uh, ukraine signed this deal which allowed okay. for free trade Uh, like people, people and goods can travel freely, and what that does is that paves a path for the Ukrainian government to join into NATO, right? And since it's sandwiched between Russia and the EU, that's gonna give EU more influence because it's getting closer to Moscow, right? the The whole area will be closer to Moscow, and the NATO's influence and EU's influence will be closer. But didn't
1: this didn't this entire war? In Ukraine start in 2013 just because Ukraine didn't want to join the EU and they so, wanted to improve relations in Russia
2: right so the thing so there so I think um, back in so when when the Soviet Union collapsed in the 1990s or in 1991 uh, actually w- before that so Soviet Union they had a huge nuclear arsenal right most of the nukes were actually or not most but a good amount of nukes were actually in Ukraine and once the Soviet Union dissolved, uh, Ukraine actually was left with these nukes, right? So what Ukraine did in 1991 or in 1995, um, they exchanged these nukes uh, for a promise of Ukraine sovereignty. So Russia had to recognize that Ukraine was an independent sovereignty. And they also officially did this in 2020 or 2000 when Russia signed a deal with the EU, right? So they are saying, OK, we, we support Ukraine's independence. And Ukraine will be able to make treaties with other countries and they don't have to report they don't have to like uh, They're not under our jurisdiction. It's they're on They're a free autonomous state and in 2014 this this new Ukrainian president uh, his name is Victor uh, He was he was pro-russia. So um, so half the, the the right half of Ukraine actually like has stronger ties to Soviet Russia They speak Russian their whole culture is is kind of is is similar to Russian culture, right? They identify as like Russian, and then the the left half yeah, is more I mean that's Ukrainian. that's
1: why they uh, that's why you know Putin tried to annex Crimea in 2014 is because that was yeah that was his an basis advantage. is just yeah his basis yeah, you go- that there's so many Russian nationals in Crimea that it's basically his property to take. I yes, Russia also
0: the, wants to kind of capitalize on the resources Ukraine has because Russia has all the designs on Ukraine's natural gas pipelines. So if they can capitalize on that, that's a huge economic boost as well. So the war so, is profitable
2: overall. So the gas pipeline that runs in Ukraine is actually Russian-owned, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the the the, the, the Russia, Russia and EU actually operate that gas pipeline. Actually, 25% of the natural gas that goes through Ukraine goes to EU, right? The problem yeah. with that was... Ukraine was actually accused of siphoning off small amounts of gas from that pipeline and they actually completely stopped it right to nearly zero So no no natural gas was actually flowing through that pipeline What Russia ended up doing is they went to Turkey. So Turkey had this they had this pipeline that went through the Black Sea and uh, It was a project that started in, uh, in 2019 and I think they I think it's it's operation. It's in operation now and now Ukraine doesn't have any natural gas pipeline that goes through it Russia directly exports from through the ukrainian i think it's called ukrainian turk i think it's called turk stream they exported through the black sea to the eu
0: so i think russia's like thought process was that they they always just thought that ukraine was part of them because of the similarities in culture the similarities the 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 linking of history between the two states and plus ukraine was also a former soviet state right? right so now all of a sudden if there's a revolution in ukraine that might force other regions in russia who are also like dissident towards the government to form their own revolutions and that's not the ideal situation that uh, authoritarian rulers such as putin want to have in their country
2: yes yeah, so, so there was a there was actually a revolution that happened in ukraine like recently mm-hmm. it was called it was called the Euromaidan revolution that was kind of uh, prompted with the the ukrainian president that, that Victor when he said that because he, he was pro-Russia and he wanted to back out of the U, U, EU deals right and Putin supported that obviously and the EU didn't want it because if Putin gets control of Ukraine he will be he'll have more influence towards EU right because of the geographical uh, uh, because of the strategic geographical area right so mm-hmm. um, they actually had a revolution and the majority of the population actually wanted to go back to Russia and become part of Russia that Mm -hmm. that actually happened right and that but and there was actually a crisis that happened there there was a crisis and that's when that's when Putin sent armed forces to annex Crimea so Crimea is actually not part of like Ukraine when it comes to trade deals or any other deals it's actually it's under Russia control right but if you really
0: think about it right Mm -hmm. Ukraine also has a decent amount of leverage over Russia because if you think about it uh, a lot of former Soviet states with like like like-minded policy they have this block called the Eurasian Union, correct? Right. The Eurasian Union literally does not exist without Ukraine. Because Ukraine is one of the largest masses in the Union. They have significant influence, right? So mm-hmm. if they back out, then the Eurasian Union, which is essentially led by Russia, which is the most powerful nation in the block, can't really pass any like um, alliance-based policies. So that's why Ukraine also does have a decent amount of leverage over Russia, just because of uh, the alliance that they have.
2: Yeah, well, the only thing that Ukraine really has is the support of NATO and EU, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. NATO and EU have their own interests, right? They they're not gonna give up Ukraine to Russia's control easily. That's not gonna happen, just because of where it is geographically, right? It's in a very very yeah. powerful spot. It's under uh, the Sea of a- it's it's right in between the Sea of Azov and and the Black Sea, right? It's in a strategic point. So to give up Ukraine to Russia that easily, it's not it's never gonna happen. And that's the only thing that Ukraine has going for it, right? So. Yeah that's why there's because if russia would be able to gain ukraine if they were to be able to gain all of ukraine's landmass it's it's russia will become really really powerful in that area so that's that's and why what
0: what do you what do you think about the the russia closing down the black sea from warships what, what do you think because ukraine is claiming that this move is illegal and they want to contest this in the at the un right well, so it depends if... on which
2: black which part of black sea like the northern part like where the
0: it's several areas, so I'm I'm not really sure the exact location where they blocked it off, but it's multiple locations of the Black Sea, kind of just preventing warships from entering the region.
2: I think so. It's, you can't I
0: militarize think, in the Black Sea now.
2: Yeah, so I think which I think I know which time you're talking about the Kirk Strait, right? That that yeah. only that's the only like uh, that water body that runs through the Sea of off in Black Sea. That is completely under Russian control, right? There's a lot of ports there, and I this is at almost like 10,000 uh Ukrainian uh I think that like almost 10,000 casualties because of this conflict. There are many, you know, gunboats and patrol boats that are sent to that area and Russia mm-hmm. claims that it's illegal to enter that area and they all, they actually end up shooting those those boats down. And
1: it it's still hard the thing is what Russia has done is they've moved their troops back but they still have so many military weaponization on the border that it's sort of like you want to fight us? Go ahead, like see what happens.
0: No, and the, in, in general, the entire on. Crimean, uh, Crime, uh, Crimean like po- coastline is blocked off, mm-hmm. right? So if Ukraine wants to make a move in retaliation, they can't really do that in the region, at least navally
1: That's true. I I don't know. In my opinion, I think the major reason that Putin just you know did all this in the first place, you know, the seven-year war at this point. It's just because of his, the support that he's had, the popularity. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, his ratings shot up after he went to go annex Crimea. P- and Putin just... has a lot of, Putin has a lot of similarities with
0: olden Russian leaders in, in the USSR, mm-hmm. right? Where th- they're a little expansionist, kind of similar to China, where they want to kind of collate all of the previous Soviet states. Because they've all had, like, their similarities, right? And create like this massive region which china is kind of doing in like the south china sea region and like a bit a little bit in south asia so both of these countries are trying to like expand within asia to compete against the united states but i don't I mean, really but i think i think the
1: issue with putin right now is he doesn't want a repeat of what happened in the first Crimean war back in like what was it 1850 i mean they... i mean the
0: militarization of the i mean the closing down of the black sea to the, and the crimean coastline doesn't really help his case because that's obviously gonna aggravate the ukrainians a lot more yeah
1: and navalny is not really helping much here i think you know putin just wants that support to show to the russian people that he is the stable monarch of russia for the future and, yeah and
0: dissidents doesn't really help it
1: out yeah especially with like the protests that we've been seeing in the past what is it past year now Mm -hmm. uh ever since his attempted poisoning so that's like that's a key thing for Navalny also
0: does have a point though because russian prisons have uh historically been accused of mistreatment of i mean are you surprised i'm not i'm not in any way but the fact that someone's finally stepping up and protesting against the russian government says a lot That means the political status of, like, the political identification of a lot of people in Russia are changing. Because previously they were afraid
1: of the government, right? That is true. Now they're not. The only issue I see now is we've seen his health deteriorate in the past year, ever since that nerve gas hit him. Or nerve poisoning attempt, whatever it was. And this hunger strike didn't really help much with it. So will, you know, in the next five years, will Russia still have opposition? from leaders like navalny that will continue to destabilize so, internally in russia
2: so navalny's the, the the guy who got poisoned in uk or some other guy Uh, he no, got yeah. he's, uh he's poisoned guy in, guy. in siberia yeah. yeah oh he's he's like a small opposition leader right eh? he's been vocal about this shit.
0: yeah he yeah. went to jail for like two and a half years and uh he got poisoned by like a nerve agent and what happened is he was mistreated in prison so he started a three-week protest uh hunger strike, i think think where he was like protesting against uh protesting for prisoner rights because they were being mistreated
1: all the time okay so it's going to be very interesting to see how this ends up being because i think that's another one of the major reasons that putin is backing out of ukraine slowly Oh, this is
0: one man. of the things that if Navalny dies, the global community is just going to sweep it under the rug. Kind of like Jamal Khashoggi. Remember yeah. when uh, wa- yeah, the no Wall Street Journal... General... Be yeah, because like, sure, there's opposition, right? But the voice is not loud enough, and the group is not big enough. No. So to compete against the Russian government, you need a lot more, like, individuals, right? One dude doing the hunger strike is not going to help because all the other people are scared. Maybe in the next 10 years, this might inspire some riots... But as of right now, I don't see any global response to this. Yeah, well, which
2: it's which country is going to back this guy? That's the truth. Like, no other country is going to. Let's say, like, some guy the was doing this in, in China. Yeah,
1: right? Then, they, then someone I mean, would. It's some been happening in China. China. It. It's been happening in Hong Kong. And no, no one's doing anything. Right. We're just, all we're saying is, oh, shoot, that really sucks for them. But, yeah, that's that's all we can say.
2: That's all you can say. That's nothing you can do about it. So do you think there's going to be, like,
0: an all-out war in Ukraine? No, no.
2: Not no. not recently. Or not soon. Not soon? I don't think so. No. There, there's no reason for that to happen. That's just... That's going to hurt uh, Russia, actually. It's been...
1: Yeah. And secondly, it's been, what, six years? And they've just been stuck on that, you know, that one strait uh, for how long now? I mean, it's, no, it's like the no same situation with,
2: like, like, Kashmir, right? Indian troops mm-hmm. are there. Pakistani troops are there. They're not, they're not going to start a war. It's it's not that that's not good for either side. It's just a but that's a lot power. more
0: volatile situation in Kashmir. There have really? historically been three wars. All three wars were literally stemmed from the Kashmir conflict well, between been, India and there's Pakistan, been
2: right? Not the same magnitude, but there's been armed conflicts in the Ukrainian border as well.
0: Yeah, but they weren't all out wars where right. the entire right. military force saying. got involved.
2: Right.
0: So, but I don't I would think say Russia that the tensions the are not as high. Yeah,
2: unless they do like. Unless they do like a huge move, um, I don't think there's gonna be any war. Um I mean, yeah. And Another also NATO is NATO's not gonna get involved to back Ukraine. No, definitely not. They uh, won't risk yeah. a war with Russia.
0: But Russia's also kind of going back into the cold war cold war philosophy where they're restarting the space race with their new alliance with China as well. Like, is SpaceX really that much of a threat? Like, I don't understand why the government has to compete for space dominance. Right so, here. I
2: mean, this is, okay, so a few years ago, we actually used Russian aircraft, uh, a spacecraft to go, right, the Soyuz craft. Um, mm-hmm. And now we have like, the guys like Elon Musk, who are now bringing, as a private contractor, he's doing this, he, he, he's gone up to the ISS more than two times, right? He's brought people there, too. So we don't need the Soyuz aircraft now. We have an aircraft that's made here, domestic, and it also bring it also as is more safe than the other like uh, the, the Soyuz. Uh, but this is different it's not even the
1: ISS it's like the lunar moon station that everyone's saying will be completed by 2025 That's that's, like, the that's main really thing optimistic right now. I mean yeah it is really optimistic but considering the fact that what we haven't sent a man there since the 80s well we it's... have no interest right the whole point of going to the moon is just to make a statement
2: that's it we had no scientific uh, interest I, That was kind of I mean
1: No, it It was kind of true. Like, it
0: was literally a statement during the space race. It's literally a statement, right. It could still provide
1: support to us, I mean, in our mission to Mars. That's the thing. Because now we're just, the U.S. itself is one step closer.
0: No, but I'm saying in the 1960s when we first hit the moon. Oh, yeah. That was a statement. statement. Right now, it's more of like a colonial colonial approach where both the superpowers kind of want to colonize certain planets and they're working towards that, right? That's why they're kind of militarizing in space as well, which I find ridiculous.
2: I don't think Russia or China have any interest in increasing their budget for the space programs. They're just leaving this just to separate themselves from the US. They're not gonna go with China. They're not gonna go restart their space programs with larger budgets. They're just doing this to cut ties with the US slowly, right? That's all the thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think any country right now has interest to go to space, spend billions of dollars on that program. It, it there's no i mean you don't really need to right what what's the point of going to space right now pu- putting in tens of billions of dollars
0: exactly and that's I'm why being, america has I'm the advantage in the field no america has the advantage in that field because they have the capitalistic advantage right most of the space companies right now that are pr- profiting like iridium technologies and spacex and virgin galactic with their news like spacecrafts that they're launching right all these companies are privatized right so the government like nasa is no longer really like funding more space projects no they're just leasing out their equipment and their intellectual property to other companies so they can capitalize on it whereas russia and china still kind of operate in in a a not true capitalistic environment so if there's any if there's a startup right Mm -hmm. that would want to start in china it's much much harder to do that in uh russia or china than america so are talking about the space race, right? The modern space race, which, which which is where the private sector is a lot more involved in it, right? Russia, China has already
2: uh, lost in that, in that aspect because America has a huge head start. I mean, look, the whole reason for Russia to leave is kind of, we can't really blame them, right? Because we cut off ties with the Soyuz aircraft, spacecraft once we got SpaceX. So we're like, we don't need a Russia anymore for this air- spacecraft. We can just use our own domestic space flight or spacecraft to do this right so mm-hmm. where would russia go they need business and they need to they, that's why they're going to china right that's why they're trying to collab with china
1: and Yeah, i mean the main thing is it's coming from for- sh- sanctions i believe that's the main reason why russia and china kind of put this out it's sort of like a force against the u.s like joel you mentioned before i think it's just showing like you know russia and china are closer than what the u.s and russia are or what the u.s and china are and, I mean, it'll be a force to reckon with. I don't think in the space race. It's, but it's more of maybe a, in other areas.
2: It's more of like your friend, uh, your enemy is my enemy type situation. I don't think yeah. Russia and China really are, you know, best friends.
1: They're right? not best pals, but they, they're they definitely showing like if it comes to fruition, they will fight the US over anything. I mean, the, see,
0: there, there have been research analysts who predicted that in the state of war, right? The U.S. can practically no, 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 no. I'm saying the U.S. can quite literally with the amount of arsenal that they have, they can quite literally take on the entire world and still potentially win. Right. So even if Russia and China do collaborate, America still has significant like military might that can counteract that. So while it is a significant threat because it's going to make America work a lot harder, it's not the most alarming thing.
2: Yeah, well, Russia is kind of isolated now. That's the whole problem. That's why they're going to China. We have, if you look at the space programs, we have NASA. European Union has the ESA. Russia has their own Soyuz programs and their own uh, space program. And China does. It's not as big as ours or any of the other ones, but India has one. And we're our we we're kind of going f- much further ahead than where Russia is. And we have NATO. Russia is not part of NATO, right? We have an alliance. Russia, they're not part of EU, right? So in terms of alliances and growth, Russia Russia is lagging behind than the the Western part of the world. So that's why they're going to China to try to come up with a sort of an alliance, right? It's kind of it's kind of like China's like the last, uh, it's it, they're the last you know option that they have, right? Because you know a- after all the tension and ups that we've had with Russia and and the European Union with them. So, I actually disagree. I don't think China is or... the
0: only option that Russia I mean, Russia who else has. is there? Because India. Because if you think about it, right, Russia yeah. has historically been one of India's biggest allies, right? And even in recent times with the creation of the BrahMos missile, which is uh, apparently the third fastest uh, war- uh, like, uh, missile, I'm pretty sure. I From think Russia? it's the third fastest. Uh, it's a collaboration between India oh, right, and right, Russia, right? right. right the BrahMos missile i Mm -hmm. think it's the brumos three but yeah it's one of the fastest missiles it's really good technology and in fact the u.s has bought a couple billion dollars worth of it as well right so with that alliance and isro being what it is isro is a great space organization which has beat many world leaders to the chase right so russia could have exploited that as well and that's a safer bet because china has this historical tendency to just debt trap economies they'll give you a lot of money or they'll give you a lot of deals and capital right and then they'll call it call in the favors like they'll call back in the debt for land and that there's a possibility that they could do that with Russia too. It's just not the safest bet. So that's why I feel like Russia should have looked for other opportunities, like India's space program. I mean, who or maybe knows Pakistan if other space who
1: knows if other countries can join this project?
0: Yeah, but that's uh, what, that's what I'm saying. Because of you know, China's you know team else up, else a lot was, of countries so. in Asia yeah. are gonna join.
1: I
2: don't know. I think well, Asians don't have the power, think, first of all. Okay, I think no. If For they other work together, wh- wh- which other country in Asia is gonna join China? South Korea, I think, nope. no, Japan. No, I think the nope.
1: space race. Space race is completely different from what's going on globally. You know, no, but it's just the Earth.
0: association with China, because that's yeah. giving China power. The that's, moment you get true. into a deal with China, even if it benefits both parties, China has leverage. And in no situation, especially because Asia is extremely volatile right now. Because if you look at countries like Bhutan and Nepal, they're completely, they, they're, they're sinking right now, right? You have Nepal, there, there's reports of Nepali prime ministers getting honey trapped by Rus- uh, Chinese uh, ambassadors. Chinese agents, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, which is which is crazy. And it's actually true. And there's reports of um, uh, places like Pakistan that are completely debt trapped by China. So the, the, the concept of debt trapping is people are not realizing the magnitude of it. Because China just calls into debt and takes your land. Yeah. So, if
1: that's not, that's not, that's not, you I enter Russia, a deal... Well, I think Russia's just being aggressive right no, now. No, no, that's never
2: going to happen to Ch- Russia, first of all. The debt trap tactic is not going to happen to Russia, right? It I can't mean, it work could. on we Russia. Saw, no, it no, no, it's not going to work 90s. on them, bro. It's it, no,
1: we saw it happen in the 90s with them. That's why their economy tanked. So, it could, again, happen. With what do you, what do you mean 90s? What are you talking about? Like, the collapse of the Soviet Union? Or what? No, so once the Soviet Union collapsed, what the Western powers did is they came into power... And okay. basically, you know, told Russia how to privatize their economy. The issue with that was Western powers came in and basically sort of debt trapped Russia by, you know, privatizing everything. And then the Russian economy basically had no revenue to gain from it. So what happened is I think they have the ruble. That's their um, currency. I, I I'm gonna, might be wrong. But the I think you're right. I think you're right. They, yeah, yeah. The ruble basically lost all its power and it just entirely collapsed the capitalistic ideology that you know Russia had at the time and that's how Putin came into power so it's it, it is possible that it can happen again um, it might be in a different way you know you never know with China but yeah it will be interesting how this goes forward
2: well I, I don't I, I can't see China doing a debt trap on Russia at this point I, I
1: see them do I mean
2: they've done it on us. okay basically. what would they do
1: you, I, I don't know what they can do. They have so I, I remember power. earlier. Russia, okay, Russia's not. Powerful, early but they're
2: in... Russia's not too powerful or too big, but they're powerful enough for China not to do that, right? It's, I it,
1: don't think so. Their their main sources of investments now are volatile oil and natural gas regions. Okay, that's all they have in, in terms of you know and, natural resources. I mean, one of their main sources of revenue is also weapons deals. Yeah, okay, alright, so just three, but they're all pretty volatile in nature, and at some point, there will be a sort of change in how society thinks, you know, with clean energy coming into the US now, who knows if that might make its way into Asia, it may take a couple decades, but I think Russia is, is not focusing enough on how to grow its economy like it did in the 2000s, and instead... It's focusing on how can Putin maintain support and power and control over the Russian population.
0: I mean that's their entire like plan. For example, if you look at the Balkans, right? The the, China and Russia have an alliance now where they're increasing their footprint in Balkans because the U.S. stepped out of there, right? So I'm just saying like, uh, Putin and uh, who's the the Chinese dude? I can't say his name. What's his name? Yeah, that dude, right? Like, see those guys. They have a very expansionist outlook and they're very authoritarian in types of in the way they like manage their countries. So in general, like this alliance could be scary in terms of expansion within Asia because China already has significant control over a lot of East and South Asia. Russia has significant uh, control over the Baltic countries and uh, also now they're growing their influence within Ukraine with all the new major military uh, strategies that are implementing. Right, so if if these two guys like come together with their very similar mindset, it's honestly a scary thing for Asia as a whole. And in fact, the European Union should also be considered uh, concerned about
1: it. Yeah, I think NATO would definitely step in if there is huge action, if Russia and China collaborate on anything big. I don't think the space race is concerning them. Well, too NATO's much. not gonna do shit if,
2: if they want to do a military exercise or anything with them.
0: As long In as general, NATO, NATO's not really like an official thing. It's like like sure it was created during like World War Two times, and it was a great like approach and everything. But what has NATO done in the past like twenty years? Where is where has NATO been in time? times hey, of need? What do you, Did mean, they I get involved mean, in Ukraine? Nothing, no, 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 no. no, no be- listen, listen, listen. Be- that's it. not the
2: whole concept of it, right? The whole concept is you attack my uh, ally, I'll attack you, right? You have a backing. What is it? Twenty plus countries? That's a huge alliance. It's not a joke, bro. Uh, There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of power involved. And it's a huge alliance, right? So if you go attack one European country, we all will come attack you. It's a huge alliance. and it's True, but then Russia...
0: But remember, Russia also has significant allies, and so does China. And their alliance could be scary.
2: Russia's allies are not as strong as the allies we have in NATO. Like, you understand that, right? That's why they're going to China.
0: I feel like they are. Because if you think about it, Who? Russia okay. and China name, themselves name are very ally. powerful. Name Pakistan, some of Pakistan, Russia's allies. Pa- R- Russia, China, Pakistan, North right. Korea, right? Nuclear uh, ex- states. Excluding China. Right?
2: Pakistan. North Pakistan's, Korea and not Pakistan. huge Pakistan's not a huge country. No, not a I'm not talking about
0: geography. Of Both of them are extremely powerful. India is not really an ally of China. I mean, for Russia,
2: they are an ally.
0: But the moment that India's, they get involved it's... with China, they're not going to get involved. So India, India is kind of like a neutral party.
2: Yeah, India India is tied to Russia just cuz of the weapons deals, right? There's there's mm-hmm. nothing else. Because of decades of weapons sold to Russia from like to uh, to India, uh, whether it's the missile launchers or aircraft, uh you have to do servicing for all that, right? It's purely what, economic. It's purely economic. Right? right. So I mean, Pakistan is I would argue it's more under China's control than Russia. Russia has literally no one compared to what the allies in the western world have. No, what right.
0: I'm saying is if Russia allies with China, right, that that's entire saying, yeah. alliance that's can be as Russia, powerful as NATO. That's why Russia going to China. Yeah, I, I would, I would that still, alliance that, that's
2: I would still argue if Russia partners with China, if they do mm-hmm. military exercises, if they come up with a huge alliance, just two of them, it's not as big or powerful as what NATO is. No, but then
0: you have scary countries like Iran, North Korea, and Pakistan. All three of them are... Asp- two of them Iran, are already nuclear Iran, states. Iran is an aspiring Iran nuclear state. Can be yeah, but within Iran months. is... You uh-huh. got to
2: understand that. Iran can True, be but I am saying,
0: one? as an overall alliance, right? Like, if all of these guys have a joint military pool, in, they have a significant... Term- they have more nukes than anyone in anyone else in, the like, the world. I don't think it matters how many nukes you have at this point. We could destroy each other with
2: about 10 of them. Nukes, nuclears aren't meant to be used. It's a deterrent. Just remember True. that. True.
0: Okay? But the more nukes you have, the higher deterrence you have. That's how the world
2: sees it. And Russia and China combined have way more nukes than the U.S. does right but it's not about the amount of nukes now it's just everyone has enough to just destroy the world <laughs> okay exactly yeah so you can go p- build another that 10,000 nukes it doesn't matter it's not going to increase your power because we on each side has enough nukes to destroy you okay so at one point e- e- if you want to go spend billions of dollars on your nuclear program it's not going to be to d- develop missiles it's going to be to provide you know efficient energy okay um i mean i see the iran thing that's russia has been involved with iran but if they want to maybe get a a slighter edge in terms of strength in alliances then that's why they're going to china but okay so let's let's
1: see do you see a next i don't want to say cold war but some sort of i guess more military aggression from. In the next four years, I
0: th- I think it already started. I think we're already in a state of no, a cold no. War we with Russia. we are
1: in a cold war. Okay. No, yeah, I no th- doubt. That, I did not want to say cold war for that reason. That's why I said military aggression on the ground troops from which uh, w- not well, which with each other. Uh, like who and who? We'll take. I mean, we'll take Russia, China, and the U.S. Between those three, because they right now they are the superpowers.
0: I do but, think that uh, uh, the U.S. The will get involved with China. Sorry, yeah russia that? and china are both not superpowers but they're close okay. co- competition I mean, they're, right yeah
1: they're closest in competition to us that is not mm-hmm. an ally of ours so. yeah
0: but i would say i do see military uh aggression happening in the chinese south china sea conflict right that's, yeah we can, i mean uh, that's I already like happening, another time right? I'm, true I'm just, it's happening and i feel like the u.s will continue I'm uh, just increasing more military might there
1: i'm just talking more than russia and u.s do you see any no military no military nope. Nope. i don't really nope. see it no between them nope okay. not gonna happen no. for decades nope all right yeah russia
2: I mean, is too the... insignificant now they're not as big as they, they no. were like yeah, the Soviet not. union
1: there's no way And especially they with have, putin like putin's on have a power no grab street resources anymore they have no exactly stable natural resources let me rephrase that
0: exactly and the u.s beat them to the oil uh, reserves as well. So the US has a lot more oil. And
1: then Russia uh, so we're, we're also exporting
2: for... more oil than we actually import from uh Middle East. <laughs> Remember like imagine, two years ago? Imagine if one Russia of this... didn't sell
1: Alaska to us.
2: Exactly.
0: Would... That was one of the stupidest no, moves no, Russia no, no. could have done.
1: It was I mean Russia was huge in debt, man. They needed to
0: sell it. I uh, guess, but like they could have if they did some more like research within Alaska, yeah, they
1: I could mean, have capitalized on the oil over there. No one knew oil was there until what like 100 years after the US purchased it so i mean yeah in hindsight yeah it's a great investment but everything's in hindsight isn't it Mm-hmm. so right.
0: overall i do think that russia's and china's alliance is scary in multiple areas because it is a major threat to the US. I would say in terms right? of
2: intelligence gathering, that would be scary. Like if you look at Iran, right, whenever there's some military conflict, they the next few weeks they'll start attacking our government websites. Same thing with Russia, you saw SolarWinds, Microsoft uh the Outlook servers were hacked. China's doing the same thing in terms of stealing our intellectual property for designing their military, craft. like the F-22, it's the same thing as like the I think the Sukhoi Su-25, right? The designs were the same, even the F-35, right? They copied all the designs in terms of intelligence gathering, if they start to I mean, share intelligence, that is a big, big problem. But in terms of military I, uh, might, it's not a big problem. Just intelligence. I, think, I mean,
0: China's problem. strategy in general is just buy foreign products, disassemble them, and rebuild them as their own. That's their entire policy.
1: I think with China, there are a lot of issues on whether they can sustain the growth that they're on and be at the level the U.S. is right now. But in terms of Russia... I think the next, like, five years are just going to be focused on Putin gaining power again. In terms of within, military
0: it might, for the next hundred years, I don't think China can compete with the U.S. But in no, terms yeah, of economic I, I mobility, I definitely sounds, think that... No, no in, think in terms of economy, uh, can, I, I think can China can overtake. Have, like,
1: I've researched some bit into China, mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of frightening to see where China's heading in the future. It's not a good outlook. That's what I mean for them. Uh, there are Want to expand on that? Uh, maybe another time. We can talk about China then. Uh, I wanted to just keep this about Russia, but yeah, China has some problems of its own. I mean, mainly due to its population, there's a lot of problems that are coming with it that most people don't realize. But in terms of Russia, I think the main thing to focus on is, can Putin, I guess, sustain support within Russia? Of course, he'll be in power until he probably dies, but will he be able to, I guess fully now putin, putin
0: re- really needs to reevaluate his priorities because yeah. what he needs to do is he needs to move away from this power grab mentality and start thinking about russia's economy because we'll be russia has not cause... been a gdp leader for the past like 10 years they, mm-hmm. they're they in the top 10 gdps of the world sure but they're not in the top five no, i mean after 2012
1: and that rigged or whatever rigged election that putin did mm-hmm. it's just been downhill from there in terms of that economy 2012 you mean yeah, Obama's second term yeah, no, in two thousand. No, 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 not in terms of U.S. and Russia poli- elections. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So Putin basically, I mean, it's not you know fully confirmed. I mean, his
2: all his, his old tactic, right, is to serve as prime minister and until his term ends, switches to president, switches back mm-hmm. to prime minister. That's yeah. His whole so he will always pull.
1: keep be in power. It's just how much opposition will there be for him? I mean, no a- a- as long as the small... oligarchs support him, he won't have any opposition. And that's that is going to true. be for a long time. I mean, he also does kill the oligarchs if they ever go against him, as we've seen Right, yes, it's part times, of the KGB and Kremlin, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, I don't know if Russia can also just, like, lay back from Ukraine. I mean, you saw with the Minsk 2, I don't know if you remember that in 2015, where they signed the pact, um, you know, providing military destabilization within the Ukraine region, which basically didn't happen. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming years. I do want the U.S. to get involved in Ukraine, however. I don't think they will ever will. The I EU think will we kick should them not,
2: out. I don't think the U.S. should I think be the but- involved at all. Or the no, EU I think.
1: Will, the- they will force some like sanctions on us or something if we get involved. There's no way we can get into the Ukraine without their approval. See, but why is well, it
2: Christian, Christian, What do you mean involved? Wait, what do you mean Yeah because if
0: russia gains control over ukraine right that's significant influence look to the we European can sell idea. them
2: as much as missiles and arms we want but in terms of involvement sending our troops there that's a big no no mm-hmm. that's that's not going to happen and that shouldn't actually happen
0: i feel like the biden administration might do it No, because the biden administration has always been anti-russian you know how you know how region. public
2: sentiment be... will be 90 against that we're trying yeah. to get out of afghanistan we're trying to get out of many parts of the middle east you think that we would want to go to Ukraine and try to increase tension with Russia again? That's not going to happen. Biden would not want that on his presidency. Okay, so ha-
0: w-
1: what do you think the solution for this is? The yeah, solution not gonna is back to back let
2: them solve Ukraine's it out. Different. We don't yeah, have to be the policeman of the world, we bro. Can't,
1: yeah, we can't do the, anything with this. Otherwise, the U.S. will just be seen as uh, getting involved in another war where they have no real um, you know, service in.
0: But they've already had that reputation for, like, three other wars.
1: Yeah, and they want to stop that. That's why they're, we're getting out of the Afghan war. That's why, you know, we don't have—we got out of the Vietnam War back in the day. I mean, Korean war is a whole other story, but— Yeah, but I'm saying, by the we time we pulled be... out
0: of Afghan, it was already, like, a wasteland. I mean, yeah, like, we ruined true. Afghanistan. So we we no, no, we no we've, the been, there for
2: be we've all, been there for almost more than two decades, right? We so all know we're why we're there. The we all come up with the, you know, you know— some story that, oh, there's still the Taliban is still strong or oh, the Al Qaeda is still strong and that's why we need troops. there. That's all bullshit. Okay. We have to get out of these areas because we need to bring our troops home. We can't risk bringing, putting thousands of troops in Ukraine. I mean, that's why there's no as reason a military, to
1: that. Yeah. Our goal as a military shouldn't be to destabilize regions so that other, you know, countries gain power. It should be to provide peace and provide support yeah, to yeah, other nations. Yeah. Why instigate more conflict? Exactly. That's, that's the main issue. That was the main issue, at least with the U.S. military. I don't know where it's at right now with them pulling out of the Afghan uh, conflict zone. But So can yeah. the U.S. afford Russia gaining control over Ukraine? I think so. I mean, I don't think there would be... If they gain control of Ukraine, there are going to be huge repercussions come, coming from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely the U.S. will be involved. And definitely the EU will start to be involved because it's it is right on the border. I don't
2: think the US would care, but it it comes to this, right? If the US, uh, sorry, if the EU EU has a problem with this, then we're gonna have a problem with it. That's how it works. Yeah. So So, to answer your question, yeah, we're probably gonna have a problem with it because Ukraine
1: is right now the buffer between Russia and oh, it's not it's not even like a
2: flat border. It's kind of like bulging into the EU zone, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why it's a huge problem. And it's actually the same thing, right? So Ukraine's like this oval shape that's kind of sandwiched between Russia and EU. If either party gets control, they have like a good amount of land intruding into each, uh, you know, area of their uh, of the country. So that's why it's a, it's a very strategic landmass over there. So that's why they're both sides are it's kind of like a, in a tug of war, trying between the EU and and Russia for Ukraine.
0: So basically, what you're saying is leave the situation as is and let it figure itself out.
2: Yep. I mean, so the U.S. does what it does best. We're sending arms to Ukraine. We we gave them so, a lot of weapons. We've been. It's not. I mean, it's not happening now. We've been doing it for quite some time. That's all we can do. We're not going to send. As troops. long
1: as it doesn't affect us domestically, y- we he- will never get involved in it, and we should never get involved in it. Yeah, that's my, that's my I, point.
2: I, maybe maybe to an extent, but...
1: Yeah, um. I mean, yeah, if they take control of Ukraine, that's a whole different story. But right now, I mean, it's been seven years. There's been no movement on either side. The Russians See, but you're, you're
0: thinking of this like a government, right? Uh, sorry, you're thinking of this like a citizen, no, I'm right? Thinking Think about it like a government.
1: No, no, I'm thinking of this to maintain relations with our allies. Do you know how much hatred there would be if we just went into Ukraine? without any support from any other country. Yeah, we, uh, it would, we it would what deteriorate on what,
2: everything on we've what for grounds it. would we have to go to Ukraine? Yeah. We won't get UN's approval. We won't get EU's approval. Like we, we can't just go barging with our troops and no one's going to allow that.
1: That's their own war. We shouldn't get involved in other people's war.
2: We yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. I guess that I guess that makes sense. I and mean,
1: we did get involved in Korean war so. Yeah, I mean that there was huge protests against that back then as well, so I don't agree with us going into the Korean War back then, don't agree with us going into the Vietnam War, I don't agree with us in the Afghan War. I mean, yeah, we've been butting heads for the past, what, 50 years. I don't think there's any more reason for us to do it.
2: Yeah, it, it, it all comes down to uh, interest, right? We don't have any interest in Ukraine to be honest right if you go to the mm-hmm. Middle East yeah we have a lot of interest we have oil interests we have weapon deals interests but in terms of Ukraine we don't have many interests in there yeah, that's how that's what it comes to right people run the governments run the world like it's a business and to be fair we don't have any business in Ukraine and we shouldn't be putting troops or I mean fairly we I don't think we should even be supplying them with weapons uh, but of course we're profiting from that but I think it's their problem to solve and eu's problem to solve we don't have to be involved in everything in the world that's happening and we've, yeah
1: and we've kind of seen what happens if we get involved it kind
2: of turns back on to us we should be eventually. repairing our relationship with russia and going into ukraine is not going to do that at all so that that's you know that's the eu's problem to solve i Russia's i am problems.
1: kind of surprised that biden isn't um you know trying to figure out ways to improve relations in China and and Russia. He's straining them, actually.
0: A lot of his policy is straining a relationship with Russia. And that's kind of why Russia is, like,
1: moving towards Chinese. Because everyone expected, like, the trade deal with China to, like, get resolved very quickly and for Russia to have better relations with the U.S. But it, it seems to be the same way it was when Trump left. It's going to be
2: hard to have good relations with China because they actually have a leverage. They have a lot of leverage over us in a lot of spaces. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to be easy for them to, to bend them to our will or to our interests. We're going to have to sacrifice certain things to get some sort of uh, to get on some sort of good terms. Okay, I, people don't realize this now, but China has already beat us. Okay, so in it, not not in military might, but in terms of economic power. Okay, so
0: in the next we, ten years China's gonna
2: have a higher GDP than the US. Probably not ten years. It's gonna have in like five or six years.
1: I have yeah, I have some hesitation about whether they actually will. I mean in the past, yeah, they've shown that they have the growth potential, but there are issues with China. But I think See, yeah, that's a time the, for
0: the only the, way no, they um, they have virtually similar GDPs right now, like it, GDP
1: uh, doesn't matter. GDP- yeah, there's also geographic location in terms of what's going on within china can they sustain the growth that they've had can you know can they no not?
2: i i understand the whole gdp thing but there there are many studies that show that gdp doesn't really represent like a, co- a country's economic the past power
1: performance doesn't always represent what's going to happen in the future as well so yeah
2: and and if you want to deter chinese uh the china's like growth and economic power the only way you can do that is to bring is to grow domestic uh, jobs and bring jobs back right we need to bring all the manufacturing jobs back we need to bring all the blue collar jobs that are wiped out in in the midwest we need to bring all that back and i think that's what biden's going to do with his infrastructure plan so if, we, if we That's going to be
0: very difficult. First off, that's going to cause inflation, right? Because manufacturing domestically in the United States is just very hard due to a bunch of minimum wage laws and higher living expenses. It's going to be very expensive and costs are going to increase, right? That's uh, where if, China has the advantage honestly, because they have like, a control over prices.
1: If it's right? a cost that's worth it for our future, I think, yeah, screw it. No, not just, just that. America is very
0: behind on that because let's say we do bring in manufacturing domestically, right? Let's take a look at China and America. See, Uh the dollar is the universal currency, right? So the US doesn't really have the flexibility to devalue the dollar whenever they want. But in China, however, the Yuan is not the uh, global currency of the world. So China has significant flexibility to do whatever they want to the Yuan. In some uh, years, you can see, take a look at how China prints money. They'll put ridiculous amounts of money making that uh, making the yuan almost worthless. So imports are ultra cheap and the global economy think, hyper imports. I think so. How about,
1: how about we save this conversation for another time? Just like on China specifically all right uh, otherwise all right. we'll be here for another hour
0: <laughs> yeah but there there isn't much more to talk about russia so yeah i think the I think, the ground line is the u.s should not get involved in russia russia should focus more on economic development rather than power grab tactics and they should focus uh they should be wary about their chinese alliance and think about it a lot more i think, I think that, those are yeah, also points. just
1: in terms of biden it'll, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how relations unfold mm-hmm. and yeah. how that has an effect on the ruble especially since it didn't have a great effect last time on it
0: yep so we do need to kind of like stabilize this cold war situation as well yeah cold war is always yeah, gonna exist
1: i, <laughs> I think uh, i think that does it for us today um so yeah thanks for wa- listening in if you're on spotify make sure to follow us and listen for new episodes or if you're on youtube make sure to leave a like and subscribe and we will see you guys next week with some financial updates